This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. On today's episode of the Blue White Illustrated Recruiting Podcast, Sean Fitz and myself go back through everything uh, that fans need to know surrounding Whiteout Weekend, uh, which recruits made it, which recruits didn't make it. Uh, we'll also go over a little bit on how this weekend stacks up to some previous years, uh, just looking at the numbers. So uh, let's get it started. All right, Fitz, Whiteout Weekend has come and gone, and you're going to have to carry me through this one because I, I, I feel like I was in the stands. Uh, I have a limited voice and I'm sick, uh, but uh, yeah, you'll have to carry me through this one. But you, you big, big, like, big. You sound like you were on the field, man. Like that's uh, <laughs> you, you, and you actually sound better than you did two minutes ago when you were prepping for this. So impressive stage yeah. voice there. And you also sound like you may have been trying. yelling at the Phillies once or twice this weekend. I'm sure that had something to do with it as well. I I tried yelling at the Phillies, and I honestly just kind of had to lay down at the end of the game. But we did get up uh, for that Bryce Harper home run. Awesome job there, Bryce. I'm so happy right now. But all right, let's talk about Whiteout because fans, well, some fans care about the Phillies, but most of them probably don't. All right, I'm going to start with looking at the numbers because I think some fans, I always have questions about how this one stacked up compared to previous years. And long story short, this was the deepest list that we've seen as far as uncommitted scholarship guys, but it wasn't as deep as we thought it was going to be. Uh, There were a handful of guys who didn't make it. We'll talk about that here later in the podcast. But going through the numbers, it was a little over 130 players total. And we calculated or we we tracked 52 uncommitted scholarship prospects total. If we go over the years, that's a little bit higher than last year. Last year was 49 uncommitted scholarship players. 2019 was 44 uncommitted scholarship players. And 2018 was 42 uncommitted scholarship players. The biggest list we've ever seen was that 2019 Michigan game where there was like 160 plus. Uh, and I think Penn State learned from that experience that uh, there is there is too many at some point. And, and that's why we've seen about 130 the past two years. Yeah, James Franklin made a plea, I think, last Wednesday night. He's like, this is not the game to bring your friends along to. This is going to be packed. And and you look down there on the sidelines before the game, and it was just a, a sea of people just everywhere. Um, that's tough for the recruiting staff, for the for the, the on-field staff, because these, these guys are coming, and sometimes you just don't know what to expect from a, from a game. I mean, you come to a, to a MAC game or something like that, and, and you get some attention from the staff this weekend. Not so much because it's such an important game on the field. And then you, you couple it with tripling or maybe even more uh, the, the typical turnout for a recruiting uh, weekend. So you're not going to get that kind of one to one attention. But the guys that we've talked to, you know, did get a chance to catch up with uh, with many members of the Penn State staff. They've expanded that staff, uh, the recruiting, the recruiting staff. And that's a that's been a good thing for weekends like this. Um I said it on the podcast, our live show last night uh, with Nate, that official visits this weekend are not a good idea. Um, you, you just can't get what you want to get accomplished with an official visitor. 
Um, it'd be nice, you know, talking to some people, it'd be nice to add like a one day official visit, uh, uh, to the, to the, to the NCAA rules. But I think that is just kind of talk right now where you could bring guys in, especially at Penn state. I mean, this is, this is a horrible place to travel and stay, you know, just in terms of looking at other places in the big 10 where you can, um, you know, fly in, you can get a hotel. It's just not happening. And, and when the game is at seven o'clock or seven thirty at night, um, these guys, would like to go back to a hotel. It's just not possible because all the hotels book the fans. And that's the double-edged sword that you get with, with uh, big weekends and in happy Valley. So I think that's probably a reason we saw some of those no shows that you had talked about, but going back to your original point with the math of this um, highly concentrated on scholarship players. Now Penn state does offer more scholarships now than it did in the last couple of years. And that's by design. Um, but uh, it's, it's really a, a really good group, probably, just short of being an elite group with some of those no shows, but another great weekend for Penn state, the, the positive uh, vibes coming out were, were great. They put on a show. Um, you can say it probably didn't have the same energy as an Ohio state whiteout or a Michigan whiteout or even Auburn last year. Um, but they, they really did put on a great show. Um, and at the end, when you win 45, 17 um, in what you've propped up to be a big game and what this, you know, it was a big game for the team as well, but what you've propped up to be a big game, that's going to sit with people for, for a long, long time. And as, and as I've said countless times, this is going to be something that benefits them in the future. The immediate results aren't there yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see what comes about of it in the coming days, months, and weeks. Yeah, this game is all about parlaying uh, this experience into junior days down the road and, and you know, spring practice visits and, and things like that. I, I think we get a lot of fans who, you know, uh, you know, what, what were the talks they had with the coaches and, and all that? And, and really, you're, you're, you're not hearing much of that. I mean, pretty much everybody I've talked to just said they, they came to the game. You know, maybe they had a brief little talk with, with someone in the recruiting lounge and uh, can, it, it goes right can out. Can I put in here, Ryan, because there's a question yeah. on our board that just went up before the, 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 uh, the we started recording on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was asking you about um, the handshake in midfield. So how does Penn State do that? Well, what they do, they've got a list of guys that are priority guys. And, you know, feel bad saying that for the guys that don't get brought up. But there's every game, there's guys that are higher up in the list and and guys with offers or guys with connections to great programs, things like great high school programs and things like that. And they all get shuttled into the Penn State sideline and they come out, they they get uh, matched up with with interns and with uh, uh, volunteer coaches th- and things like that. And then they get brought out to James Franklin. And how that goes is... You basically, it's a queue. You stand there in line. You wait for your go-ahead. Whoever brings you out takes you to the coach. They basically probably have to tell. I mean, there's so many people out there. You have to remind Franklin or whomever they're meeting with that this is the guy that they're meeting with. They shake their hand. They get the picture. um, They give the bro hug. They do all that kind of things. And then they shuttle the next guy in and and just cast the the other guy out to the side. That's about the face, the, the extent of the FaceTime a lot of these guys get with James Franklin. And it's, hey, great to see you. Uh, great to see you again most of the time because a lot of these guys have been on campus before. Um, like I said, the, you get that bro hug, you get the little quick uh, selfie or whatever you get. Um, they've started taking pictures um, with an official photographer. Um, that's something that's been new in the last couple of years. And then you can do that legally now. Couldn't do that before. Um, so it's it's kind of a fun thing to watch. And you'll notice when we put up our pictures uh, on BWI about the recruiting weekend, it's going to be them at, at midfield. And that, I think that's the lasting impression because being out there in the middle of everything. I mean, I, I know when we stand on the sideline at the end of the game and just kind of look around and take everything in, it's a special kind of feeling. It's a special kind of vibe being out there in the middle of everything, the student section going, all that kind of stuff is, 
is really a special moment. And that's the moment that sticks in these guys' minds when you ask them about Penn State. When you look around that stadium, see all white, you see Franklin there being your best friend for 10 seconds or whatever it is, and then and then moving on. That's the thing that sticks in your mind. Yeah, one thing from this past weekend too that really uh, grabbed my attention was PJ Fleck was trying to you know go shake hands with James before the game, and he probably stood there for two, three, four minutes while James was doing all the recruits, and then finally at the end, you know when James is done, PJ comes over, and obviously I you know I couldn't hear the conversation, but it was clearly because he PJ's pointing over all the recruits, like clearly like you know well, look at what you have here, you know, as far as the, the attention and, and the amount of players that uh, they got on campus. So uh, I, I certainly saw Fleck uh, admiring or respecting uh, all those handshakes that Franklin does because uh, he, I, we were just watching him stand there for a couple of minutes. And, you know, he, you could tell that, uh, you know, he made, wanted to make sure he acknowledged Franklin, but uh, you know, Hey, let's get through these recruits so I can get back to my team. You can tell what you can tell Fleck wants that, you know, he wants that sort he of does. vibe and he wants that sideline, of course. Um, and he even mentioned mm-hmm. after the, the game, Someone asked him about Penn State. He's like, yeah, I don't have the number one running back. I don't have the number one receiver. You know, clearly he pays attention to recruiting, recruiting rankings and things like that. These coaches do, whether they want to admit it or not. Most don't want to admit that they do, but they, they pay attention to it. So that is pretty funny. And I think uh, I think we saw what what Kenny Sanders there with uh, with James filing through the names, getting the right guys. I think that was Dan Caballa's job last year. So Kenny, uh, I know he's got a lot going on right now, but Kenny get th- getting thrust into that role, um, which is good because, you know, he's a personable guy. He's a guy that a lot of these recruits will uh, have their first contact with with Penn State. And, uh, you know, it's nice to, to put some faces with names and, and vice versa for the coaching staff because you get a look at these guys. You see um, if their size checks out. You know, we, we talk about this all the time. 6'6 six, six becomes 6'3 six, more often than not when you visit uh, – when you visit and and get those official measurements in and things like that, but it's just a cool um, little process and how they make things work. And they've, they've kind of gotten it down to a science. You're never going to, it's never going to go perfectly um, because you have that many kids on campus, but they've really done a nice job of, of streamlining that game day atmosphere because you go from there, then you go down to the tunnel, you get to watch um, you know, the, the team come out, you got your phone uh, up in the air to get that grainy video that's shaking all over the place and, and everybody loves it. So um, it's a it's a cool experience, but uh, just a little behind the scenes of how they get that done. Mm-hmm. And, and I, we do have a few guys who said, you know, they got to talk to Kenny Sanders in the recruiting lounge and things like that. But as you said, I mean, this isn't, you know, it's really a brief talk with Franklin. Maybe you get a minute or two with your position coach. And aside from that, it's just really all about watching the game and sitting in the traffic uh, when it's all over. But uh, all right, let's get into some of the guys who showed. Uh, 2023, I mean, there's really three key guys uh, that I think most fans have seen by now. But if you haven't, uh, three guys that, to note, Devin Hyatt, a solid wide receiver out of IMG Academy, originally from South Carolina, made the trip. Uh, Joseph Mapui, Mapui, I'm not sure if I have it right there, but he he was here uh, from from uh, St. Tom, Thomas Moore. And then Kavion Keys, of course, the, the linebacker committed to North Carolina, uh, Penn State and K, uh, Penn State, North Carolina were pretty much neck and neck you know the leading up to that uh decision then he, he went and visited north carolina i think it was at the end of november or end of july excuse me and then he made a decision uh in, in early august so uh sean i don't know if you've gotten much feedback from it too too much so far i've been talking with people uh, from st thomas more a little bit about joseph i should have some feedback on that here soon but good visit for for joseph we've talked about him a good bit here in recent weeks penn state still wants to continue monitoring his progress uh, and, you know, I don't know if we're going to get Devin Hyatt. He's really hard to get. But Kavion Keys is somebody we'll keep chipping away at. 
dude, getting Devin Hyatt, uh, nearly impossible just, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of we, we tried to reach him all, all week last week. And then finally he, he tweeted out that he was coming, but that's an interesting one. His brother Jalen is the, is the receiver from Tennessee that caught five touchdowns against Alabama. So I don't think that Devin is quite that level of a prospect, but he's down there at IMG and, um, he's, uh, he's a guy that they've been talking to for a long, long time. I, I wish I had a beat on his recruitment. I don't, uh, I don't think many people do. Uh, I think a lot of people expect him to end up at Tennessee, but I, like I said, I'm not sure that he's the prospect, especially as well as Tennessee is doing recruiting right now. Um, probably they would have to make an exception to take Jalen Hyatt's brother, but it's it, it, it's certainly question, a, a question worth asking with Tennessee. Keys is the guy, I mean, when he committed to North Carolina, we said this one's gonna not going to be over. Um, and that's mm-hmm. something that won't, from following his recruitment, we felt we both felt good about Penn State's chances coming out of their official visit. And then eventually it worked its way back to North Carolina. But he came this weekend on his own dime. I mean, this is this is an unofficial visit. He already used his official uh, to Penn State. So came on an unofficial visit, has been talking to them constantly since uh, since he committed to, to North Carolina over the summer. Penn State still wants him. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that linebacker is at the top of the need, but this is a guy that they've wanted for a long, long time. And you, you could throw him in that plus one category. Um, again, we came out of his first visit thinking that he was probably going to end up at Penn state because he said a lot of the right things. I think he's saying a lot of the right things right now. It will take more research to figure out where he actually stands in his process, but, uh, he's got a lot to think about. And I know that, uh, his family is closer to North Carolina. They're fans of North Carolina, but I mean, to come up while you're committed for, for a game in mid October with signing day, two months away, certainly shows that, that, that there's interest there. So that's something we'll keep a close eye on in the, in the coming months. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, for sure. All right, 2024 made up the vast majority of this list. I think most fans uh, understand why that is by now. We've talked about that a lot. I think there were, you know, out of the, what, out of the 52 uncommitted guys, I think it was around 40 or so, maybe a little under that. Uh, we're made up of the 2024 class. There's so many guys we can go through. Uh, Luke Cromanhoek stands out to me, the Florida State quarterback commit. We knew he was coming, but you know, obviously he's not going to talk about it. And uh, you know, we got late word Friday that he was definitely going to be there, so we posted that on the board. Uh, obviously, James went down to see him to play earlier this year. All of that grabs our attention. With him committed to Florida State, he's not really opening up too much about it, but 
the one plus one there, you know, James going down now him coming here. I think he's somebody we need to probably be talking about a little bit more at the quarterback position. Uh, Sean, I'll either throw that to you or anybody else you want to talk about. This list is so deep. I think we could spend 30 minutes on it going through everyone. Yeah, we could, but with your voice, I don't think that's going to work out. <laughs> uh, Ellis Robinson, the fourth, a guy that we highlighted last week going into the, uh, into the weekend, number three prospect in the country by on three. So I guess he'd be the highest rated guy on hand this weekend. Uh, really good visit. A lot going against Penn State here in the sense that he's down at IMG. He's originally from New Haven, Connecticut, but he's down at IMG for the last two years of his schooling. Um, and that's tough to over. It's been tough for Penn State to overcome odds like that, especially when Alabama wants him, Georgia wants him. He's going to go to Georgia in November. Um, I think probably would lean with them over Alabama right now, but I think Penn State still has those uh, those schools to catch. But Great experience, got a great relationship with the staff. Um, they were Penn State was his first offer, so that's something that has stuck with him. But uh, that's going to be a, a tough, tough pull. Um, Ernest Willor, the uh, the defensive lineman from IMG Academy, was also up. Told me it was the best atmosphere he's ever seen um, at any college game. So getting him back on campus, a kid that's originally from Baltimore, visited when he was at St. Paul's School down in Baltimore, to get him back on campus is 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 what you said, setting the table for the offseason visits, whether that's a junior day, whether that's getting ready for a spring or a summer official visit or something like that. I think that's huge. Um, a couple of guys that we have uh, RPM picks in, for Jalen Harvey uh, out of uh, Quince Orchard, Maryland, Kevin Haywood, Archbishop Wood, um, you know, still feel pretty good about where Penn State stands with those guys. I'm going to start skipping around this list here because I see T. Frank's pulling pictures as I say their names and I'm going <laughs> to try and mess them up. Uh, Sam Piloff, the, the, the linebacker from Middletown, Wisconsin. That's an interesting one to me because he's been on campus, I think, three times now. Um, he's he came to camp, earned an offer, came back, uh, I believe, for the Lash Bash or, or later in the summer, and then took in this, this whiteout game. There's a window there. Uh, Wisconsin, obviously, going through a coaching change. Um, you know, I don't know how that's going to turn out, whether they keep uh, Jim Leonard there or not. But still, you've got a window of opportunity to establish yourself and establish the stability that you have and sort of put yourself in a position to to take the lead there. So not sure that how that one um, plays out in the long run, but Penn State's really played that one well uh, so far. Uh, Anthony Specka, it, James Franklin was at Central Catholic on Friday. Um, this is one that I think probably Michigan, Penn State. Um, I know you probably would, would agree with that as well, Ryan. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Penn State's just got to keep getting him on campus and keep churning that uh, that he, they want him to stay in state and all those sort of things that they tell in state prospects. So you could just keep going down the list, but those are some guys that really jump out at me. I will say this one more. Dewan Williams, uh, the running back from St. Francis. So Imitep, who we thought was coming, did not show. There were guys from St. Francis that we thought were going to show up that did not, but Dewan Williams, he showed up on his own. Uh, there was, I don't think any other St. Francis kids there. Um, so showing up on your own, I think it's the second game this year. Um, is he at the top of the board for the running backs? It's hard to say. I think he's a really good player. Um, but uh, that'll be an inch. That's an interesting one to me, considering how Penn State has not really had much luck there at St. Francis. I believe Dewan Williams has been on campus three times now, uh, dating back. I think it was was it the the Lash Bash? I know it was the end of July. I can't remember if it was the Lash Bash or not. I think it was the Lash Bash. Then, of course, he came up for the photo shoot with Tom Lemming. So he went to the Ohio game. And then, uh, of course, this past weekend as well. So, you know, it's not often that you see the St. Francis guys consistently visiting Penn State. And here we have three visits in, what, four months? Something right. like that. So uh, that, that certainly stands out to me. And then you mentioned Piloff. 
you know, I, th- I don't know if Pilaf's a guy we've talked about enough just because of how deep the linebacker board is, but his camp workout was legit, legitimately one of the best we saw this year. I mean, he, he would check in, I think, like just under 6'2", good size. It was it was a little lighter, I think 6'02", which is actually fine. That's not lighter at all. That's pretty much where, where the staff wants him. Uh, but, man, he ran, I think it was like a 4'3"-ish shuttle, something yeah. like that. I believe it's what it was, like a 4'6"-ish, a 40. I mean, like some really good numbers there, stacked up really well in the different drills. Uh, this is a really good athlete that, that I know Penn State really wants him and it's probably you know when we're talking about chris jones's and the aaron childs and the speckas and all those linebackers you know Pilaf has come out and proved it and he's and he's higher on that board than i think maybe uh, i've talked about at least uh, over the last couple months uh but one other guy too i want to mention sean did you did you mention chance robinson from st thomas aquinas i did not i'm not sure if you did just a real, another really good uh wide receiver prospect of course penn state has King Mack and Conrad Hussey already committed, who did make it this past weekend. That was an important one as well. Right. We want to make sure we mentioned that they were here. We're working to, to get in touch with those guys. But uh, Chance Robinson, their teammate, 2024 wide receiver from St. Thomas Aquinas, as I said, he's ranked number like 203, 202, depending on the rankings. Pretty consistent there, four-star guy. Uh, definitely another player that, you know, just watching him on the sidelines, he was really enjoying his time out there. And, and from limited talks with with some people so far, that he, he's a guy people are pointing to as someone they think they really kind of got foot in the door with of course jordan lyle he wasn't able to make it but he's a, he's a really good look running back uh, out of aquinas too so and they just kind of can yeah 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 he's been up i think twice and I, I mean as of the end of the summer he had visited penn state twice and hadn't visited any other school like i i confirmed like he didn't go to miami or anything like that that i didn't know of and he said no penn state's the only school i visited so yeah, just interesting there for a fort lauderdale kid you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, we see that regularly. So uh, just interesting. Penn State's really trying to, to build a, a pipeline with Aquinas, and that kind of has stood out to me a little bit here uh, over the last couple months. Okay, uh, 2025, I mean, this this list isn't nearly as deep as, of course, the 2024 list, but there's some real quality prospects there. Uh, Anthony Sacco was on campus this past weekend. Uh, Brett Clatterball, I believe it is, a linebacker prospect out of Virginia. Deshaun Burnett, another really good linebacker prospect out of Pittsburgh. I can go on and on. Jeff Exner was here. Malik Washington's a, a quality uh, quarterback, but maybe the best prospect of them all, Latier Brooks, running back, uh, Millville, New Jersey. Is he? Would, would you have him as the best prospect of that group? You know, I think Latier Brooks is like that champ. from the 25, 25 standpoint, but yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for that. I mean, he's he's electric. Um, I you know, just he he could play running back. He could play in the slot. Um, one of the top players in New Jersey in the next cycle. Um, yeah, he's he's very very good. I I didn't really think of the twenty twenty fives like that because there's so much evaluation to be done. But of uh, yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's right up there. You know, five nine one seventy five. But he's he's got a lot going for him on, as as a playmaker there in South Jersey. So I agree with that. Ryan Montgomery, I think is. When you look at the on three ratings, Ryan Montgomery is, I should mention, of course, Montgomery too, 2025 quarterback out of Finley. <laughs> I keep coming back with Ryan though, man, his brother's committed to, to Ohio state. I just don't, you know, it just, uh, I, I think because of that, from a Penn state fan perspective, fans can just only get so excited. I just, how many times have we seen a brother play for Ohio State and the younger brother come to Penn State? I don't think that's ever really happened. So something to keep an eye on there. But, I mean, I think from a rating perspective, Ryan Montgomery is probably the top guy here this weekend. Uh, Anthony Sacco is probably right, right around there as far as the, the top rated guys. But, again, we're talking 2025. Uh, so much has to shake out still here uh, in the months and years ahead. 
Yeah. Um, two guys we didn't mention in 2024, Tysir Denmark. Um, we kind of uh, ah. skated over that one. You did an interview him, and uh, that's a big one. That's like Ohio State, Penn State, and coming down to mm-hmm. it, supposed to commit in November. We'll get some more feedback and try and figure out where, where things are. And the Armstrong brothers, uh, Deontay and Devontae, um, very interesting prospects to me because of kind of what you said with, with Luke Montgomery. Um, I don't know that Ohio State has room to take twins, twin offensive linemen. I know they're in-state, and I know there's a, there's a lot of – um, evaluation to be done by the Buckeyes, but that's an interesting one to me because they, I think they do want to play together. Uh, Penn State wants them. They offered both of them after camp in, in the summer. Deontay a little bit bigger. I think he's a little. I think he's the more highly ranked of the two. Um, Devontae is might be an interior guy, but uh, if you can get two really good twins in your class, I mean, I, I worked with Kalen King and Kobe King, uh, but if you right. can get really good twins in your class, um, that goes a long way when you're building, you know, that's 40% of a, of a, of an offensive line class right there. So mm-hmm. that's just something to, uh, to put back. And I wanted to get back to Denmark as well, because that's a guy that uh, I think a lot of people have a lot of interest in um, 2015 or excuse me, 2015 goodness uh, i remember covering that class and now we're talking 2025 which uh that's where these grays come in um but uh yeah cutter Bowley, the quarterback from kentucky really good quarterback class on on hand this time or this mm-hmm. this weekend in 2025 you mentioned montgomery malik washington and then they offered cutter Bowley, who is is pretty highly ranked um by several services um for him to come up on his own from from lexington kentucky uh, i think it says something about the interest there so um, you know, kind of setting the table and, and figuring out, uh, I don't think Mike Gersich will m- fully move on a quarterback until, um, you know, after junior film comes in, he's very meticulous about these things. And, um, I think that's probably how you can see that one shaking out, but a good quarterback group in 2025, really good linebacker group in 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think anybody else I haven't really hit on, you know, with, with the Armstrong twins, they've been up multiple times now. I, I kind of feel like Kentucky might be Penn state's top competitor there maybe michigan state i'm not trying to get a better read on them but they continually they continue to keep visiting and i mean i mean if i had to if i had to absolutely like make a pick i think i would lean lean towards penn state with those two right now but obviously let's let's see how some more offers come in uh you know and also ben roebuck their teammate i mean we talked about this the other week imagine that offensive line armstrong twins and ben roebuck all all at saint uh saint edward there outside of cleveland so he was also on campus um Another guy, another 2024 guy to, to keep an eye on too. You know, I also I would I just want to mention Jeff Exner too. Uh, not related to Kenny, but there's you know there, there's like a friendship, uh, family friendship there with, with Kenny Sanders. I think like you know when I look at McDonough, uh, Exner's still a 2025 guy, but th- this is the next top 2025 prospect that realistically should end up at Penn State. Uh, he's listed as a defensive end right now. Uh, really kind of does a little bit of everything down there at McDonough, but we have him at 6'1", 205. And he's, he's another guy who's consistently been on campus, uh, Maryland, Pitt, Boston College, Votech are some of his top offers right now. But I think Jeff Exner is going to be, you know, maybe not the next deny Dennis Sutton, but the next top prospect to come out of McDonough. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's got to grow a little bit, but uh, if mm-hmm. he wants to play on the edge, but a uh, good start to his career, I believe. Kenny and his uncle are, are tight or something like that. And also Chris yeah. Jones is actually Kenny's cousin. So there is a couple connections mm-hmm. there uh, to Kenny Johnson. So, or sorry, Kenny Sanders. Not Kenny, no. <laughs> Not Kenny I, I said, I said Auburn last week for Ann Arbor. So we're, yeah, we're, I think we're, we're, we're getting close to even on that one, but uh, no, just a ton of talent. Um, I mean, we could keep going on names here, but uh, there's, there's a lot to like uh, among those visitors. Check them out on the site. Check uh, by the way, like our video, Ryan, 
another offer in that uh, in that category today. But like our I'm video sick. here, Give me alone. Um, but no, it's a it, it's it's a great experience. I mean, very rarely do you come across a kid that just will say, "No, I didn't get the attention that I wanted" or anything like that. Um, so the the feedback is going to be positive. That's how it is. But uh, you're, you're you're setting the table for those. Uh, junior days, the uh, unofficial visits uh, after, you know, for spring ball and things like that. And then then eventually official visits because these 2024 prospects will be in the current cycle before we know it. Uh, Sean, anything else really? I mean, I'm trying to think of the Ohio State list we have coming up this weekend. Uh, we're expecting Quentin Martin to be here. Aside from that, we still kind of have some work to do. Uh, you, you, any Anything kind of notable you want to get in before uh, before we end this podcast? I don't know if you have anybody confirmed for this weekend that I don't. Not a whole lot in terms of that, but uh, Andrew Appelier came out with more film this week. And anytime I have a chance to talk about that, I will. Um, he looks like a guy that can play as a true freshman. That's a tough position to play as a true freshman. And he's not Pat Fryermuth in the sense that he's going to walk into a room where he might be the most talented as soon as he gets there. Um, but this is a kid that I think can contribute early. Um, just uh, I'm a big fan of of his game. I know he's playing in Massachusetts, so competition uh, is what it is. But he's doing some some great things up there. And for one that they almost let get away to Michigan, uh, I think him coming back into the fold, a huge, huge thing for this uh, Penn State class of 2023. Yeah, I was trying to pull up my stats from last week that I put together. Um I know Rappier, I'm trying to find it here. He's totaled 315 yards. This is before this weekend. Uh, 315 yards receiving on just 14 receptions. You know, he also had 120 yards rushing on just three carries, two of which were for touchdowns. Uh, also 17 tackles and an interception. Of course, that was before this weekend. So some impressive stats there for Andrew. And I also want to mention just Tony Rojas, man. Uh, you know, that. These are before this past weekend's games, but he's up to 947 yards rushing on just 75 carries uh, with 18 touchdowns. He's primarily playing defensive end, uh, so he hasn't racked up a ton of tackles. I have him at 18 tackles, four sacks, uh, and two forced fumbles. And I also want to mention, you know, Fairfax had a massive, massive win over Lake Braddock this past weekend. That was the team that tripped them up last year. If any, anyone who follows that area – like Fairfax has never been like a dominant team. And these past two years, they put something together. They got over the Lake Braddock hump that's, that's messed them in years. And right now, Tony Rojas has Fairfax headed in a direction that really that program, I don't know, has ever really been at. So um, I definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, I, but even like, I mean, Nick Scott, they weren't, they weren't undefeated. They weren't that. Nick they weren't that. Right. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. So anyway, so, um, while we're on the class of 2023, you mentioned Hussey and Mac did make it up. I think that's big. Mm -hmm. um, that's one that they're going to continue to have to sell all the way until signing day. Um, we'll see if NIL becomes something with that. I mean, it's there's a lot to there's a lot of play, but they keep not showing up at other schools, and they showed up at Penn State on their own dime this weekend. So I think that was big. Uh, Jimmy Lyons continues to get bigger. I mean, he's pushing six five now. He's always looked forty, but he's pushing six five now. He's got that frame to fill out, um, and if he gets things going and everything's going well in the classroom. He's a guy that uh, you could look at and say, my, maybe he's one of those four game guys next year or possibly even more. So that'll be interesting to see how that comes. We've seen how these guys with that put up these big athletic numbers at camp and, and at other spots have come in and, and sort of taken it and, and, and run with it. And Penn state showing that they will play true freshmen. So that's uh, mm -hmm. um, an interesting thing there. Carmelo Taylor made it up this weekend, the wide receiver yeah. commit that, I don't think we've talked about it all um, in, in, in out of Virginia. So um, that's a big one. Um, 
I know you had a note about Mega Barnwell on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be trimming down a little bit. That's a that's still an enigma to me in terms of where he ends up. Could be offensive tackle, could be tight end, could be defensive tackle, could be defensive end. Um, that's probably about it. So I kind of oversold that. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's a very interesting subplot there as he gets here, as he gets into a new nutrition program, as he gets into the lifting program. Which direction is his body going to take him? Because this is a guy that's over six six now. Um, he's got those, you know, long arms and, um, there's a lot to like about his physical frame and his physical capability. And he's still playing, uh, still playing tight end as a high school, pro- uh, as a high school player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barnwell was up around, I think in the two sixties, I, I don't know if he got the two seventy, but I, I know he's dropped like 20 ish, maybe up to 30 pounds. I don't want to overstep there if I, if I said too much, but my point is he just continues to lose weight. He's up truly over 6'6 now. He's always, you know, height's never been really an issue there, but he is legit 6'6 coming out. He's coming out of this weekend from what we were told. So uh, just something to keep an eye on there uh, with his weight and his size and, and all that. But but Carmelo Taylor coming too. I'm just happy you mentioned that because, uh, you know, of course, when Carmelo committed, we were like, how legit is this? You know, we were hearing mixed things. It, it was a Virginia Tech. It's this school. It's that school. South Carolina was the other one. When you and, put the graphic uh, out before you talk to the staff, that causes right. some problems. Uh, not problems, right. but that causes some questions. Yeah. 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 Uh, everybody was. I, I remember I was at the mall. I know. I, I'm there. I've been at the mall like once since I moved down here. I was at the mall and uh, was totally caught off guard with, with that one. So, uh, but hey, everything there is lined up so far. He's put up some good stats so far this year. I mean, uh, I think I have him for 440 yards, 31 receptions, 11 touchdowns. So uh, not, not too bad there. And uh, he has Patrick Henry uh, moving in the right direction as far as uh, you know, a team that can make a run in the playoffs as well. So good to see Carmelo make it up because that was one that I've wondered about for a while now. And uh, him making it up here on his own dime too, that's not an easy trip from, from Southern Virginia. Uh, certainly grabs my attention, but Sean, I can't talk anymore. Uh, I'll, you good. I think you got everything you, you wanted to say. I wish I had uh, a little more to talk about today, but it's just been a rough 48 hours. This is what happens when you send your kids to daycare folks. So you pay a big bill and they get you sick constantly. So uh, I'm going to wrap it up. T Frank, I appreciate you producing today. Uh, w- wish I, wish I uh, did more promotions and all that kind of stuff. Please like the video. It's $10 for, what till next football season now sean is that our new promotion now so still a pretty good deal not quite the dollar deal for a year but ten dollars for i don't know another 10 months or so i think that's a pretty good deal as well but t frank wrap it up man i need to uh i need to go get some i'm being honest appreciate you guys listening hi this is dr Laurie santos in a world that sometimes feels uncertain there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood.